Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. And on this week's episode, Kevin and I are talking about Advent, what it means to get ready for the birth of Jesus Christ and his return for us. Uh, And in doing so, we open up to Psalm 46, particularly talking about how God is our refuge and our strength and a very present help in times of trouble. And so we're going to get into uh, what that means for us, where we find refuge, and uh, how God is really present with us all the time uh, to be be that source of strength and security through all the storms of life. As always, we hope you enjoy this conversation. Wait, well, hey, Kevin. Hey, morning, birthday buddy. Hey, don't spoil it. Well, too late. Spoiled. Oh. It's Aaron's birthday, everybody, and because of that. We're matching. Oh, man. Don't One, spoil it. two, three. <laughs> matching. Were you going to... I was gonna, like Superman or something. I don't know. It's tough with the mic in the hand. You were going to spoil it or save it for a, a later reveal or what? No, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Oh, man. But you're right. So... We're not even the only two in the building today. There's uh, a third mystery person who also is wearing red flannelly things. I guess it's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day to dress like... Aaron. Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Paul Bunyan Day. That should be a day. I think it is in Minnesota. I yeah, I believe that. Actually, do you know that like multiple states claim Paul Bunyan as their guy? I did not know that. Oh yeah. What are the other? Do you know the other states mm-hmm. are? It's even like out west. I like think. Wyoming, I could see. I think like Washington or Oregon. Okay. And then Maine, I think. So like everybody, hmm. basically. Is the Blue Ox his sidekick? Mm-hmm, babe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a in Minnesota in northern Minnesota. There's a Paul Bunyan land. That like an amusement park place that we would go to. Really? Yeah. Bunyan land. Yeah. <laughs> Careful for your feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Classic. Yeah. 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 I think I guess I adhere to the Minnesota legends, probably mostly because there's a book. We have a book called Goodnight Loon, mm-hmm. which is a parody of Goodnight Moon. Ah. Uh, but it's all Minnesota based. Uh, so did you know i just learned this about goodnight moon okay you have that book oh yeah margaret something yeah so i've i mean i've read this for years to all my kids and i i didn't figure this out on my own i saw somebody post about it but if you watch the clock on each page the clock moves 10 minutes for each page Uh and so basically it's a book about trying to get your kid to go to sleep and it takes like at least an hour and 10 minutes for the kid to fall asleep oh no kidding and it was like then like that's, that's true. Like that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, huh. yeah. No. You know what I also I do love in that book? Another little Easter egg for you folks out there is uh, a <clears throat> there's the picture of the cow jumping over the moon, I think, okay. in that one. Yeah. Or maybe it's no three bears sitting on chairs. Yeah. In any case, if you look at so the picture of the three bears sitting on chairs, in that picture, there's a picture on their wall, and it's the same picture. As in the actual house of this bunny, oh, which wow. I was, I mean, it's not that cool, guys, but yeah. it's real. But I thought it was kind of neat. I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so Paul just, Bunyan. Yeah. Right, random, random tangents here. But yeah. now you're, now you're all well informed of things that we are slightly informed about. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our goal for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is something to that though, you know, and I, when it comes to being pastors, right? Mm-hmm. And like the word of God, it's kind of crazy to think about how, I mean, it's an inexhaustible resource of wisdom, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you'll never run out of things to learn or discover or grow in in the right. scriptures ever. Right. So in that sense, yeah, we don't know it all. You know, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not um, even. But uh, but yeah, we hope that the, the the things that we impart to you guys are helpful um, and useful to you as you guys grow. I mean, I f- I see that as part of our role, right? As pastors, it's kind of like we've had the privilege to have people pour into us and help us see things that we didn't know, you know, about the scriptures, tie things together and just kind of that transfer of, of knowledge. Right. And now we get to do that uh, yeah, for all you guys. So, well, and really, I mean, and in this podcast in particular too, like we're not, we're not trying to do, you know, in-depth Bible study. Like our right. intent really is just to have conversation and uh, around, you know, scriptural truths and, yep. um, and, and model, model ab- ab- about that, you know, that, the, that is possible. Um, just, just to do right. Just to have, have conversation, mm-hmm. um, and watch how God will bless that. And well, so, and that's a beautiful thing too, right? It's like in this cascading fountain of God's wisdom, uh, you can access it at any level as well. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to hit a certain point in order to now I can have a spiritual conversation or something right. that was kind of a, you know, I think that was a, a, a bit of a framework in my mind for a long time. I felt like, Oh, I can't have a spiritual conversation, especially with someone who doesn't, you know, believe, right? Because I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah, you do. Yeah. You you do know. Yeah. You know? I mean, you might not know everything, but that's not the point. The mm-hmm. point of the scriptures isn't to know everything. Um, it's just to witness what you do know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, Kevin, we are we are both wearing uh, red flannel today, which is not the color of Advent. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. We, we didn't coordinate that very well. No, we should be wearing blue, but uh, we we have turned the the calendar into Advent, and um, in the church calendar, Advent is actually the beginning of the church year. So, Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy New Year! Yeah, yeah. yeah we didn't really. I mean, we didn't really talk that way on Sunday, but um, it is. It is so, which is uh, kind of a fascinating way to think about the calendar year, um, mm-hmm. or especially the church calendar year. So we, it, the church calendar begins with Advent, mm. right? Which is, um, this, this waiting and preparing for Christ to return, but also like the, the realization of the newness that we have in mm. this, in this life in Christ. And so, uh, it's a very, very, uh, very poignant as a poignant though. I don't know if that's the word I, I, I want to use, but a very, a very good way to begin <laughs> the yeah. church calendar. Kind of interesting. I don't know if you, I mean, it's almost odd thinking about how it starts with waiting. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think New Year, it's kind of like, all right, let's get going. You know, it's the mm-hmm. New Year. I'm going to set a resolution. I'm going to do something. And it's kind of, I've never really thought about that before, though. The church calendar starts by basically making you look forward yeah. <laughs> to something else. Yeah. You know, that's your starting point, hmm. um, which is just kind of interesting. But I guess it's... It is a good posture. It is the posture we have basically all year. You alluded to it in your sermon, actually, that Jesus could come back at any point. Mm. I mean, any minute. Mm-hmm. could come back right now. This right. might not even air. Right. <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. You yeah. Because why not? Um, but yeah, so we're always, we're always kind of an advent in that sense. Like we're always looking. We're always uh, hoping and, ex- and expecting, at the very least, Jesus is coming back. Mm. Uh, but this season in particular really leans us in that direction as we as we get close to Christmas, um, but also think about, yeah, Jesus' promise to come back again. Mm-hmm. Well, and historically, though, um, Advent 
Advent in many ways in the, in the church calendar historically has been not, not just a season of waiting preparation, but actually also a time of penitence um, mm. and repentance. Mm. Um, so uh, just, just like a lot of times we associate that with Lent, you know, and um, that Lent is this time of kind of repenting and um, setting things aside and turning to Jesus and, um, and, and, and it is, and it always has been, but Advent uh, also had that kind of mentality for a long time. So that is still, so, I mean, it, but that goes right along with the waiting and the preparing for, for Christ. So if Christ is returning any moment, we should mm. live lives constantly mm. in repentance, repentance, confession, yeah. absolution, remembering our baptismal identity, right? <laughs> all of those things. Um, and, and, and looking for what Christ has offered us, you know, in mm-hmm. his life, death, and resurrection. Yeah, so. and I mean, not even just a little bit like experiencing, receiving what he offers us, right? I mean, that is repentance in some respects. Yeah. You know, it's like, you have, <laughs> you're making me right. This is great. Mm-hmm. This is super good news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, teach me your ways. Let me walk in it. I like your way. Your way is good. Mm-hmm. Your way is, uh, I mean, to kind of start thinking about Psalm 46, like your way is one of security, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of, so Psalm 46, we tapped into this last Sunday, first three verses, and it kind of opens up with, well, it opens up really in a world of chaos. Yeah. Right? It really does. Uh, the You know, uh, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I mean, right there, it's a hmm. very positive thing. Um, but, I mean, and, and then it says, you know, therefore we will not fear though the earth gives way, hmm. though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Those waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, right? So, um, before describing the chaos, it does describe that that God God is our refuge; He is our strength; mm. He's always present to help us in our trouble. We don't need to be afraid, mm. even though all this stuff's happening. Mm-hmm. Even though the extreme of the extremes of natural disasters uh, will occur, and therefore all kinds of disasters in between will occur, all kinds of storms will come. We don't need to fear because God is our refuge and our strength. Mm. That's a good word. Yeah. Um, I, I heard, I heard uh, quite a bit of feedback from people and um, that, that these words uh, when I preached them were very impactful, but also uh, I heard, I heard stories from a variety of people of other times in life where these words of Psalm 46 were also impactful and, you know, mm. and so so for some of you, it may be the first time that you ever heard those words and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of people also, they are words that, that, that do reside deep within them as a source of strength and hope and comfort mm. um, in, in, in our God. Right. And that's what they're intended to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, my experience with Psalm 46, um, Maybe it was my most intimate experience with it was actually at the seminary. So the seminary had a class on the Psalms, and one of the requirements for that class was we had to memorize uh, Psalms. And so you'd, you know, practice a Psalm over and over and over, and you have to go and recite it uh, to your seminary professor. And I still actually have the note in the Bible that I read from um, here, because it's the one I was using at seminary. But it was basically me commenting on kind of the formative power of reciting the Psalms, hmm. because... Um, especially that line, therefore, yeah, we will not fear. You say that over again, over and over again, it starts to kind of become a part of you, 
you know yeah. i mean this is like i guess you call it mantra right mm. i know like sometimes uh, people who are going through very uh vigorous physical uh d- duress or distress will have a mantra to get them through it mm. right something they're repeating to themselves some kind of encouragement basically um sometimes I, there's actually a yoga channel i watch that has mantras in it for you you know which i don't i don't know i always feel weird because it's like it's just some like nice saying that's out of nowhere you know yeah. like how am I supposed to believe that I'm safe and everything's going to work out fine when I have nothing to base that on? Right. You know, but that's the thing about the Psalms is you are basing it on something Mm -hmm. and they're basing. See, it's not, it's not, I am indestructible. It's God is indestructible, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And, and so it's okay if you feel, you know, weak and vulnerable and, you know, nervous about whatever, but know who, know who has you, know who, you know, has claimed you, know who's with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the imagery is so vivid in the beginning of that psalm. The the mountain itself, so this giant mountain is trembling mm-hmm. at the waters foaming, you know, and roaring, but not the not the speaker of the psalm, right? Mm-hmm. Be, but not because of his strength, because he knows, uh, well, the, the Lord mm-hmm. is my refuge and my strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's something to, at least for me in my experience, like reciting psalms, um, can be a really helpful practice to really get them kind of living, living in you and with you. And we, I mean, I guess memorization was, do we do that for one of the weeks of spiritual, yeah, spiritual disciplines? disciplines? Yeah. I thought so. Memorizing check out the scripture, check out the ebook folks. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's been my, kind of my experience of this Psalm. Um, has this been a Psalm for you, Aaron? That's kind of hung around time or time or two. Well, in the last couple of years, uh, it was, two two national youth gatherings ago so like six years ago psalm 46 was the the theme there and so uh, so we had the opportunity to teach it to our kids and kind of read it every day and be in bible study on it so mm. spent a lot of time with it there um and then um it was this this last summer when i was pastor of the week at camp luther camp luther's theme this summer actually was uh, it was called refuge and it was, it was based on Psalm 46 one. Uh, and so I, I did get to teach a Bible study on Psalm 46 every day uh, for, for a week and really got to kind of rest in it there too. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it certainly has been, and, and I've, I've learned a lot and, you know, I've got most of it committed to memory. I think, I think prior to it, I, I had heard the words from, it, it's verse 10. So we'll get to that in a couple of weeks, but the right. be still and know that I'm God. Mm. Uh, so I'd heard those words before. And um, I think probably heard them out of, out of context. Mostly. I didn't know. Yeah. Saw them on a wooden plaque somewhere. Yeah. 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 That's what, you know, people kind of like dropping that one, mm-hmm. you know, if when things are crazy or chaotic or whatever, which is a perfect time. Oh, totally. I hope that's the time they drop it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not to, uh, it's it's not necessarily a verse for when you're at the coffee shop and you're sipping your coffee and the snow's falling delicately to the ground yeah. outside and it's just like ah oh, yeah. this is so nice like the psalm is like no things are just, just horrible yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah um there there are a couple of things that I I didn't touch on in the sermon uh one thing is you know I've so the the imagery is like this storm language right it's there you know, natural disasters, kind of chaos and all these things. And we can, we can have refuge in God. Uh, I just, so you know, a bad biblical interpretation 
would be to say that this is this is your advice from God if a tornado or a hurricane is coming. <laughs> and if you if you believe enough and trust God enough, you can just stay in your house and, you know, not not flee the storm or not, you know, go to the tornado shelter and not what the Psalms get. Everything's huh? everything's gonna be fine because you believe in God. Um that's no, that is not mm. what it's what it's getting after. Mm-hmm. So just so you know that that would not be good biblical interpretation. <laughs> um, but we, you know, I mean, just imagine where where we live in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. We don't uh, we don't get a lot of natural disasters. We did have you know major flash flooding mm. a couple of years uh, ago before you came. That was a once in a thousand year event though, so sure. it's probably not going to happen <laughs> like <Good>. that again. <laughs> Uh, you know, we get snowstorms, but that's just part of the deal. You know, not a lot of destruction comes with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, where when you live in a place that does get natural disasters, you know, if it's hurricanes or whatever, you know, I th- the psalm is is appropriate, even if even if you're not saying, you know, I'm going to seek refuge in my home and stay in my house, even though the authorities say I should go because I believe in God. There, there's the psalm is still true for you even if you flee that storm because Mm. god still is your refuge and strength because your world is being turned upside down Mm. Uh, the waters are roaring and foaming and coming um and god is your god is your refuge Mm -hmm. um that's that's the point uh not your not not your home totally god is your refuge right and he goes with you wherever wherever you are he is your safety and your security he's a very present help ever present always Mm -hmm. present so Mm -hmm. wherever you are the refuge is yeah Right. And and that doesn't just and again I like the psalm doesn't specifically say this, but that, that doesn't it's not like a specifically saying uh, you know all your possessions are going to be safe from a natural disaster mm-hmm. and your life is always going to be spared like that's mm-hmm. that's not the case it is it is God is strong yeah and He will deliver you ultimately right mm-hmm. so yeah which I th- I think would maybe pair with that uh, it's in Matthew somewhere where Jesus is talking about. You know, do not fear the one who can kill body, but fear the one who can kill body and soul. Mm-hmm. Basically, just saying there there is more to life than your possessions, your house, even your even your physical life. Mm-hmm. There's more than that. You, you got a soul. You yeah. know that thing's gonna live forever. Yeah. You know, be put back together with a body. Um, and uh, and yeah, God has God had. I mean, that's in in a, I think in the deepest sense, God has you there. There's your security. I mean, that's mm-hmm. eternity. Uh, that's eternal life. Even if you lose your life, you don't lose it. I mean, you gain it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fast forward into that eternal eternal life. Um, yeah, and so I think, you know, at least the way I hear it is, you know, say I was caught in a natural disaster. If If I'm not leaning on God, my imagination of myself is I'm going to be in a panic. I am going to be in a fluster. I am going to be kind of, you know, erratic maybe i might not think straight about you know oh we got to save this we got to save that oh my gosh we got to do this we got to do that but i think i think trust in god and this is part of the reason why like reciting this you know over and over to myself and just basically reminding yourself who's got you man you know mm-hmm. who's got you like it gives you a sort of peace which you talked a lot about you know and a peace we to say that uh, surpasses even human understanding when you have that sort of a peace or security when something like you know a, a flash flood is happening or some natural disaster is coming. Like, I, like you said, God's not moving you to be like, well, I'm just going to trust God and I'll be fine. And I don't got to worry about, he's not calling you to be careless. Right. right. But I think it gives you a sort of, um, a sort of a, you make good decisions when you're at peace. Right. Mm-hmm. 
when you're not being erratic right. or crazed or just totally anxious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be a little more thoughtful, mm-hmm. a little more decisive. Um, and, you know, it's, it's certainly going to be a much more bearable for you in the midst of it when you know that God is with you. Without that, you know, I just, it, thinking of my own experiences, like I can get, <laughs> I can get very flustered, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's usually when I'm not thinking about the bigger picture, you know, like, hey, God's with me. We're okay, mm-hmm. you know. Well, not, that just, I mean, what you just said that, you know, God is with you. I'm going to be okay. It sounds so simple. And it, it feels like we say that all the time in the church, you know, and, mm. and probably, every, you know, everybody listening is like, oh, yeah, of course God's with me, you know. Mm. But man, that. <laughs> I don't know what greater strength that there there is mm-hmm. uh, just to, to know that we have that safety and that security um, in our God. Uh, and so, so we hang on one second. I just want to make sure that we're, we're good here. It's still rolling. Yeah. Whew. Oh man. We had, sorry. A little side note. We had some technical glitches last week and uh, the computer just went, went dark. And so I, I think everything's still happening. We're still here. I can still, still see it. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm anxious. <laughs> we will not fear. <laughs> um, no, um, but the you know the the truth that God, that 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 Jesus is Emmanuel. This truth mm-hmm. of Advent that God comes for us to be with us mm-hmm. um, right in the midst of the storm. Right, and that and that was that that was that gospel lesson yeah. on Sunday from Mark Mark four. It's in other gospels too, where Jesus calms the storm. Um, but I I just I love the picture of it that Jesus can sleep during a storm. Mm. Mm-hmm. He can, he can be at peace mm. in the middle of the storm. Yeah. And that doesn't like, I mean, you could read that and be like, he just doesn't care. And that's what they ask. I mean, that's the beauty of the narrative yeah. is that the disciples wonder that, Yeah, you know, that's that they voice that question, Yeah, you know? Right. And, and I mean, and it's fair. I mean, we, we probably think the same thing a lot. I mean, I, I hear that question so much, right? Like yeah. if God is such a loving God, why, why does he allow all this stuff to happen? Right. Like, well, there's more to it than that. Yeah. Um, well, and a big part of it's he, he, he can see way more than we, he, he sees the bigger picture all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think about that kind of, that kind of logic with my, my own children too, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, uh, well, I don't know if this is tangential, but I was just, I was reading in the scriptures this morning with my, my devotions and I was reading from four different chapters and, uh, or four different books of the Bible. And three of them are from the old Testament right now. And in all three, uh, the, the recurring narrative in the old Testament is basically God says, here's my way of living and the people don't do it. They, they make idols, they turn to their own gods, they turn to their own selfish ways. That's basically the story of the old Testament. God says, listen, to my voice, things will go well for you. Obey my words and you will have life and be mm. blessed and, you know, and choose something different and it won't be good for you. You'll experience eternal death and even death like in this life by, you know, mm. not, not having good stuff. Like it's just not going to work out well for you. Um, and so, so like, you, you know, you, you think about, you think about that and you're like, well, if, if I were in God's position, I just wouldn't let people mm. make those mistakes. Like I would just, 
I would, I would fix it. I would just make everything right. You know? And I think about that, like as a, as a dad, um, uh, you know, I've got four kids and there are, there are times where I ask them to do something, uh, that will be good for them. And mm-hmm. they decide not to do that. Um, and they want to do something else. And sometimes as dad, uh, I even allow that to happen. I allow their, their not good choice to occur mm-hmm. so that they experience what I've been trying to tell them yep. that it's not going to be good for you if you choose this thing and they choose it anyway. And then they recognize it's not good for them uh-huh. so that hopefully it'll, they'll listen to my voice the yeah. next time. Right. It stills the wisdom of the father in them. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, so that's like a microcosm example of who God is right. in comparison to us. Right. right? And, and I think the reality too is let's say in all of those, every single time your kids wanted to do something else, but you knew there was a different way and you forced them to do it the way that you knew would work out better for them. I'm just imagining myself as a kid, I don't think I would like that much. No. That's not going to make me love the Father, desire the Father, and it's not very loving of the Father, because a father's what a father wants to do for his kids is mature them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's help them grow up, help them become self-sufficient even. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, And so, you know, I think that's... We're we're being foolish when we when we get angry with God um, at present circumstances. I mean, in some sense, it's like he's the right guy to get mad with. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and lament to him because he is in control. And we just talk about that too on Sunday. How he is in control of chaos. He's yeah. above it. You know, so you can you can lament to God, but understand that he is in control. And if you've got a God, if you have a God who's um, big enough to be angry at in the midst of confusion, tragedy, whatever, you also at the same time have a God who's transcendent enough that he's got other things going on you don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. And I think about like even the things in my own life, some of the hardest things I've been through are the things that actually gave me the most growth. Oh, of course. You know? Like I don't like that reality, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, if I could choose, if I could choose, I'd always make myself the most comfortable. But then I wouldn't grow at all, right? You know, and so it's when you're thrust into those situations that you don't have control or things aren't going the way, like they really push you, mm-hmm. you know. But in a positive way, ultimately, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. You know, as as we think about this, these first few ver- verses of Psalm forty six, the fact that. God is our refuge. You know, I posed that, that question in my sermon, like what, what for you is a, is a refuge? Uh, do you have, I mean, do you have an answer for that question? Like, I, I kept thinking of castles. Okay. <laughs> so you, do you have a castle? I don't have a castle. Okay, so, I got a card game that's got a lot of castles okay. on it. Uh, so minus the, 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 uh, idealistic, like fictitious. <laughs> How about in, real kevin mm. life is is there a place for you like, hmm. a, like a, a physical, physical location place that for you is like this is this is a refuge place for me hmm. that's a great question i mean i will say like the home for me certainly is like it just tends to be this kind of place of relief and kind of like I don't know. I'm, I'm home, you know, mm-hmm. things are, things are good. Things are, I don't, I'm not worried about, you know, this, that, or the other thing. I'm just with people who I love and who love me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So the home, the home is one, but it's see, but, but that refuge not, is not uh, impervious, uh, to assaults or attacks or, you know, danger. I was, the other place I thought of was nature. Um, especially like in our woods in the backyard. Like sometimes I go out there and I just think, oh man, it's so good to be out here. Like I should come out more often because it's kind of peaceful. 
but even out there, you know, walking in the woods by myself, it's not always like, oh, I'm like in a perfectly great mood. <laughs> Sometimes out there I'm like, yeah, dang, buck, bucked over my buck target <laughs> or, you know, just if I'm frustrated about stuff or whatever. So there's, um, there isn't, I don't have a place that I, if I'm like, I really need to, if I really needed, if I really felt like I was in a bad spot and needed like some safety, I guess I would probably go home. That would probably be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? You got like a sacred spot? Yeah. I mean, I would also, I would also say home, uh, you know, blessed to, blessed to have a, a healthy family that I really love and enjoy being around. Um, and so, so I do like, I do like being home. Uh, I think I've, I've other places like at, at times of life are also, so home is like my consistent refuge, I suppose. But, um, also like, I don't know, like going, going home to my parents' home as well, even though it's not the house I grew up in, it's even new for them, but it's, I don't know. I, I feel really, I feel really good when I'm in my parents' house. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, Oh, this is like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good here. You know, Mm -hmm. um, everything kind of feels right. And so that's, that's nice. Uh, I would say over the last couple of years, like, um, uh, camp Luther has actually been a, a a place of refuge for my family, Hmm. uh, where, where we, we get away and go there. Like that's kind of a place, uh, just, just for our family where we disappear sometimes and, and just get away from, get away from everything yeah the busyness yeah. that uh what, what was that list the to-do list the ever the ever growing to-do list yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the, yeah so there's a there's a couple of places uh, like that besides just my my home on a daily basis mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. and when and when we think about refuge i mean i wanted to kind of make this um or, or step it into a couple other places because early in this conversation we were talking about you know very like um literally a refuge you know from like storms yeah. but of course this psalm is talking about anything anything that makes you fear of course or worry or stress or feel like your your world is breaking down yeah and that's why the imagery imagery is so extreme so it's it's hyperbole it's like Mm -hmm. these are the most extreme of extremes things that probably wouldn't even happen yeah yeah mountains sinking (laughs) yeah so basically everything on the way to the extreme is also fair game Mm -hmm. (laughs) any kind of storm or thing that causes you yeah chaos in this world so so i mean we're talking even let's say relationally right maybe in your relationships right now you you sense a sort of crumbling things are falling apart and it's i mean it's fear it's a fearful thing because it's like maybe it's someone you love maybe it's a son or a grandson or granddaughter you know maybe it's um someone that you, you you wish your relationship was different and but it's not, it is what it is. And you're, you're wanting it to be restored and be healthy, but there are things working against it and it's kind of crippling you, right? The Psalm is saying, Hey, for one, know that God is with you in that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take it to him and know that he is, he is still your refuge. Um, Even if this relationship, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's someone that you're desiring, right? As a a spouse or something, you know, someone you want to date and you're feeling like, Oh, if I don't, you know, if we don't get together, my life is over. It's hopeless. You know, I felt that way a couple of times. Uh, don't tell Molly. Um, <laughs> well, she was one of them. Uh, but see, that kind of a that kind of a mentality will destroy you. Mm. I mean, it will. Even if it works out, it'll destroy you because you'll be afraid 
that the relationship will erode one day. And so you'll get overly needy and overly maybe obsessive about a person because they're your support. They're your, and they, they're, they're trying to fill a hole that really only God can fill. And so when God, when God is your refuge and your strength, when you depend on him, then it's like, okay, things aren't, you know, shoot, my marriage. I wish it was, you know, I wish this facet and that facet were different, were better. Okay, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and crumble and, and, and think, well, our marriage is flawed and, you know, everyone else's marriages is working great. Mine's just, you know, blowing up and, and we're probably never going to make it. No, 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 no. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to give in to that. That's not God's voice speaking to me. No, and in fact, God's with me. Let me stay you know, kind of resilient. Let me stay dedicated and committed. Let me be the change that I want to see in this, right? Mm-hmm. Because God's with me, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay if it if it stays like this for a while, but you know what? It doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. I just think it, it changes your whole, you know, your whole mentality, whether it's, you know, physically in some sort of c- catastrophe or relationally or emotionally or, you know, whatever it is that's, that's wearing you down. Mm-hmm. Like God promises to meet you there, right? Right. And as we walk through Psalm 46 over the next couple of weeks, um, we'll, we'll see more and more of, of this also kind of <laughs> unfolding. Mm-hmm. So there, there are three primary sections, I think is how we're breaking it down in yep. Psalm 46. And so there's certainly much more to be said about this conversation. These first three verses are, are really this reality that, again, God is our refuge and strength, always always present to help you in times of trouble, even if the whole earth is flipped upside down on mm-hmm. its head or anything, um, anything along the way to that, uh, you have a, a source of refuge in your God mm-hmm. who is ever present with you. Uh, call upon his name and Jesus is there uh, to, to be peace for you and to speak peace uh, to you. Uh, and so just as he you know, said to the disciple or said to the wind and the waves on the mm-hmm. storm of the sea of Galilee, just said, peace be still. Uh, Jesus can speak that into the storms of your life. Mm. Peace, be still. And they will. Mm. And so that's a good word, you know, be still. And so, again, you know, I encourage in the sermon, I'll encourage you here again uh, during the season of Advent, find find ways to be still. Um, you know, that uh, just don't, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean like just sitting quietly in the corner, <laughs> you know, thumbs. not doing anything ever again. Um, but it does mean intentionally pausing on a daily basis, hopefully to be in God's word uh, and pray and just notice, just notice on all throughout your life, whether you go to work, you're in your neighborhood, you're at the store, wherever you are all the time, pay attention to the ways that God is at work because he is constantly mm. and you'll see, you'll see your role in that. Um, and that's just a beautiful way to be and to find purpose, uh, in, in all of it. So, um, if that means, as I said, in my sermon that you got to shut off the news for a while, shut it off or delete social media from your phone, mm-hmm. you know, log out for a while. Um, so even, are- even like, you know, Netflix, if you watch it at Netflix every night, you know, I hear you, man, I get you. I, <laughs> I know that life, but maybe cut it out, you know, just earlier than you would. So you can sit. Yeah. For five, even if it's five minutes, you know, and I would encourage you to like check out Psalm 46, like to read Psalm 46 will take you 40 seconds. Yeah. You know, you could read it five times in five minutes. Yeah. You could probably memorize it. Well, maybe not in five minutes, but depends how good your memory is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let those words form 
how you see the world because mm-hmm. that is it will it will change you mm-hmm. i mean god's word does change us mm-hmm. um so yeah be still awesome well kevin is good to uh, be matchy matchy with you today yeah uh, the red flannel was at work so we'll see if we can uh run it back uh, uh depending on when you're watching this maybe tonight oh i'm not gonna see you tonight oh okay all right well some other time <laughs> I don't, I don't, Sunday. I don't know why you would see me tonight, but anyways, for worship, it's Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. I know. Well, so are they because they're like, no, it's, it's not also, Kevin. It's Friday. I, I, right. I watch this every Friday morning, Kevin. And it's also my birthday. I know I'm old, and I get confused easily. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we'll maybe see you for uh, for Wednesday worship tonight. If it's Wednesday for you folks, if not, um, we'll see you here this Advent. There you go. All right. Take care. Peace. Peace.